the guest, the guy I always knew would be the first person that would come on this show, took a little convincing. Let me break down who this man is that we're going to have on today. He's a three-year veteran of the CHL, played for the St. John Sea Dogs, the Quebec Ramparts. Oh, I'm going to burst with this one, Valdor Fourier's. He is now destroying, destroying U Sports hockey right now, playing for the Toronto Varsity Blues. Just got Rookie of the Year award his freshman year. Won the award for merit. Don't know what that is, but that sounds cool. Was the U Sports Athlete of the Month. He even got a plaque that I made for that, as well as finished in the U Sports just this past season as the second All-Star team starting goalie. Welcome to the podcast, Alex Bishop. Jeez, I knew you were going to do something, but if I need a hype man, I know who I'm calling. So for context, I made Alex this, oh fuck, I should, I, I think I deleted it on my computer, but I made him this plaque. It says like U Sports Goalie of the Month, U, no, Athlete of the Month, right? Yeah. And it's a picture he sent me when he got his wisdom teeth out. So he's got like it all wrapped. And then it's a picture of UFT and then the U Sports. Oh, I was so proud of myself. Your dad yeah, thought work, I was. It's a work art. Modern day Mona Lisa for sure. <laughs> Your dad, well, he always thinks I'm he always thinks I'm an idiot. But I mean, that uh, that just kind of reassured it. But You are. So yeah. he's laughing with you. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. So Alex, you had a pretty, uh, pretty historic career. Um Let's let's just kind of jump into that, you know, your one year of playing in the OJ. Well, your your first of your second year. Uh, you played for the Hamilton Red Wings. And at the half on the All-Star game, you decided to, you know, quit and then go join the QMJHL because obviously the OJ was too easy for you. But why don't you explain the interaction between you playing in the OJ and then moving over to uh, Major Junior? Yeah. Um, well, I started off pretty hot in the OJ. Um, I came in kind of expecting to be the second, like the, the, the plan was we had a, we had a really good 19 year old. Um, <clears throat> and I was supposed to just kind of obviously back up that year, gain some experience and then kind of the 17, 18 or uh, 18, 19 year, I guess. And I, I start to be the starter, but, um, I started off real hot. I won my first, first three games, um, <clears throat> went to the, the showcase that they have there in Oakville every year. And um, one player of the game there actually won a set of headphones. So that was pretty sweet, but um, yeah. And then I just, I just started, started getting a couple of calls from, from different teams. Um, weirdly enough, all in the queue, um, <laughs> none in the O, but um, yeah. And then I just kind of, I just kind of kept it, kept it in my back pocket. Didn't know if it was something I wanted to do yet because growing up, it was always, you know, it was always NCAA is the goal and get an education and, you know, I hadn't, hadn't looked into the education packages or anything like that, that the CHL gives out. So, um, it definitely wasn't uh, at the forefront, um, in my mind when, when the opportunity came up, but, um, you know, I kept playing in Hamilton. I, I was playing well, we, we started hot. We were some like seven and two to start the year. And then, um, we kind of took a nosedive and, uh, you know, the goalie stats were kind of hurting because of it. Not that we were playing out of our minds, but, um, you know, it, uh, yeah, we, we started to go downhill a little bit and, um, the future didn't look as bright as it did at the beginning of the year. So, um, and then, yeah, I, I just started, I started talking with, um, with the agent I had at the time and he just kind of said, look, it's, it's a matter of development, I guess. Um, he said, you can stay here and you can try to, try to grind it out for a couple of years, hopefully get a D one spot. And, you know, I'd have to keep up my play the way I was playing then. Um, or he said that I could, you know, go out, go out East and go to St. John's, see what, see what happens there. And I was kind of stepping into the same situation with, with a, a 20 year old legend goalie that I was, that I was backing up there. But yeah, at the end of the day, um, like I said, it came down to kind of development and, um, just the resources that, that, um, St. John had available compared to Hamilton. Not, not that I regret Hamilton at all. It was a great experience. I loved everyone there, the management and everything, but um, yeah, it just, it just made logical sense to me to, to make the move. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can't, you can't blame yourself for that one for, you know, jumping, jumping from the OJ to the Q. But before we talk about the Sea Dogs, I had this dream that I was going to back you up the next year in the Red Wings and you crushed my dream. Uh, I can't play the Q. Uh, there's there's a height limit. You can't be three feet tall. You have to be at least six feet. So I missed yeah. out on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you uh, your response to crushing my dream of being your back boy, your backup bitch. 
Yeah, well, I, I was under the impression you were coming in as water boy, but that works too. Um, yeah, no, that uh, that was a serious consideration in my decision as well. Um, you know, that was big. That was a big, big thing on the on the pro side for the OJ. But uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I had to put my career first. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, selfish, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, just I remember through that whole process, you you kind of said like, yeah, like I was getting talks or whatever, but. You know, knowing you and growing up with you, you always said like NCAA was the road. It was always the route. You know, you had the you had the grades, you had the opportunities. Was there like a final point where you're like, okay, like it's I got to go to the queue. It's it's my time now. Um, yes and no, I guess. Um, I was kind of so like I said, I had a pretty hot start to the year in my 17 year um, in the OJ, and then um, started to cool off a little bit. And when I started to cool off, I realized, okay, maybe you know, maybe this isn't a sustainable pace that I'm playing at right now. Um, so how good were you? Like, like, I don't, Uh, I don't remember you ever telling me like, okay, I was getting shutouts back to back. Like you're saying you, you started off with this pace. How good was this pace? Uh, I started pretty hot. It was, I won the first one in in Aurora, my first start, uh, three, two, like 35 shots or something. And then I had, um, I want to, say it was a shutout it might not have been but it, it was another second game we won like 3-1 something like that 3 nothing and then third game I came in when we were down 3 nothing and then we went we won 4-3 and we went to the showcase um and we won 5-2 and I had over 50 shots so it was a hot start as, about as, as hot as you can get <laughs> it yeah, was a hot start. yeah <laughs> you, can't, but, you can't really get much hotter than that yeah but after those after those first four games don't uh don't go looking at elite prospects or anything because it it takes a nosedive pretty quickly you were you were on the way to buffalo i could see it it's like slowly <laughs> going down yeah, but no yeah. that's obviously an incredible start so let's yeah let's jump into that that uh quebec major junior hockey league so you moved out to one of the few teams that was english speaking what was the transition from moving out from Oak Ridge's Ontario to St. John's? Um, <clears throat> it was pretty seamless, honestly. Um, I got put with, I lived with a couple of different billet families in my time there, but um, the first ones I, I was with, um, they just made me feel like a part of the family right away. Um, I, like I, I came in, she, the mom was just, it helped because they were a lot like my parents, I think. Um, the the mom was just like my mom and, um, they had, they had a daughter still living at home. Um, so she was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, the dad was a big hockey guy. The brother was a, was a big hockey guy, hung out with him a lot. So I think just because of that kind of being surrounded in that, it was, it was a lot easier than, than I expected it to be. You know, I never, never lived away from home. Um, obviously I was just 17 years old. It was my first time. So, um, yeah, it was it was easier than I thought, and also obviously being a an English speaking place in a you know, bilingual province and you know Eastern Canada for the most part, if you include Quebec, is very French. So <laughs> I got pretty lucky with with that part of it. But um, yeah, it was just you know like things like two months after I was there, I was like the the family I was living with, they're like, yeah, we're going to get like a family family uh, pictures done, like come with us. I was like. Yeah, a little weird maybe, but okay. <laughs> why why it featured in one of my family pictures too? <laughs> my mom's like, Do you care why it's in them? I'm like, okay. Like if, if that's the picture you want, I mean sure yeah. go for it. So why it made a feature too, but just, just um tell everyone he's Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> we when we were so we had like White and I had a friend he was two years ahead of us in our, in our program. But whenever the three of us would go out, they would always say that this guy looks like a hybrid between Wyatt and I, and the three of us would take pictures. And then there would be like a height, like a height depreciation level. Like it was like a parabola. And then we all looked the same. So it was, it, it was a pretty good party trick. So, and none of us are tall, but no. Oh man, all having short, those two, having those two people. next to me was ideal. But that's why he became all friends the, with me. It's all the <laughs> things you need. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm friends with them. <laughs> um, okay, so let's. I want to kind of jump back onto a focus topic and the the Sea Dogs. That that team when you jumped on, like you said, was uh, pretty talented. You, I'm gonna lift off list off some names here, and then you can uh, kind of smile or bring up a story if you want of these guys. But you had 
Nathan Noel, who is drafted by the Blackhawks and now who I believe plays for them. Spencer Smallman, drafted by Carolina Hurricanes. Matthew Highmore, undrafted, I believe, but assigned to them. So he's playing for them. You got Jakob Zorbel for the Bruins. Uh, Samuel Dove McFalls, played for Phil, uh, drafted by Philly, didn't play. Adam Marsh, Red Wings, Luke Green, Winnipeg. The name of Joe Valeno, played for Detroit. Oh, I'm going to butcher this one. He played, drafted by Tampa, plays for the Kings now. Do you want to try it or do you want me to struggle? Oh, with I want it? you to try it. Okay. Um, but, uh, fuck. Bacon- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Bakanji Ima, Imana? You're, no. that's, that's really close. Bakanji Mama. Mama. Okay. That's really okay. impressive, actually. Okay, not bad. Reading skills level eight. Matthew Joseph, Tampa, and then, um, I don't know, a defenseman by the name of Thomas Shabbat, who plays for the, the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, who's, I think uh, I, yeah, I, I played with growing, him. Uh, you know, this year's not as good as his past year, but he's an incredible defenseman. But, like, ho- holy fuck. Like, that's <laughs> a lineup. What was what was that like? I mean, obviously, between that those names, they became your first and second year teammates. But what was it like going into practice with some highly skilled individuals? Um, it hurt the confidence. I'll start <laughs> with that. Um, no, yes. When I so when I ended up going out halfway through my my seventeen year, um, they were actually third in the CHL rankings, um, third in the country. So. Um, yeah, obviously those guys were a big part of it, but our best player when I was going out there was the goalie, um, Sebastian Auger. He played at uh, UQTR after um, in U Sports. But yeah, those guys were, um, it was cool actually when I went out there because majority of those guys you listed, um, you know, Zaboro, McFalls, Marsh, um, uh, Joseph, Shabbat, they're, they're all, they're our age, like they're, they're 97s. Um, so it was cool to kind of be around guys that were my own age, but we're at kind of the peak of, they're the peak of the league, honestly. Like they, there were obviously some superstars um, when I got in there, but um, being on a team with those guys, it helped. And then obviously knowing every night that, you know, you, you can let in four goals and <laughs> you still have a good chance to win. Um, it's a, it's a good spot going in. Um, but yeah, we had some serious firepower there. It was a lot of fun. Wasn't Bolino like exceptional status? Didn't he get? Yeah, he. I honestly kind of felt bad for him getting uh, drafted by St. John just because we had all these guys. Um, but yeah, he was the first player uh, in Q history to get exceptional status. So he was he was with us as a 15 year old, and when I say he was a child, he was a child. Like <laughs> he was he was so young, and um, like, he matured a lot over the season. Um, but yeah, it was just it was cool to, to kind of see his progression and you know where he is now. He'll he'll be in the in the NHL eventually. I think he went either went very, like one of the last picks in the first round or first pick of the second round or something like that. Um, but yeah, he'll be he'll be in the NHL eventually. But he uh, it was cool to see guys like that kind of grow up and it sounds corny, but kind of become men. Because um, like I said, we go I go out there. We're all seventeen year old kids, right? You're not you're not grown yet. You're not mature. You're still, you're still like becoming a man. You're still, um, growing into your body, things like that. So, um, with, with the exception of Bakanji Mama, who was a full grown man by the time I, um, <laughs> um ever, yeah, it, it was, it was cool kind of, um, kind of being there for a couple of years and seeing everyone's progressions and, um, yeah, just in general, it's, it's, it's also, you know, cool, cool little, party talk when when you're hey i, I played with that guy you just signed four <laughs> years six million so <laughs> not, yeah, yeah not too bad not too bad um yeah so like that practice i mean you, you'd see them every day you're living with them it this could be a dumb question but did the success of your teammates after st john's come to a surprise to you or you're always knew that you guys were going to be nhl quality players um a couple of them it did um you know I think I wouldn't say I was surprised, but the fact that Highmore is in the NHL um, so quickly is it's, it's amazing. That guy is one of the hardest workers I've I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, my first year there, he was kind of, he was, he was always a good player. He got drafted, I think third overall or something in the queue um, real high to St. John, but he, uh, he wasn't quite, quite meeting expectations when he got there his first two years. Um and then that third year, with he he was on a line with Matthew Joseph, and they just absolutely took off. Um, and you know the rest is history. He's he's you know, he's a fairly consistent guy in Chicago now. But um, yeah, overall, I wouldn't say I was too surprised by the uh, by the success. You know, you 
you look at the names, it's not like they were like eighth round picks to the queue um, coming in and, you know, just, just like being okay careers and then, and then go just randomly signing. They were all guys that were pretty high draft picks. Um, you know, no, no one really had like a, like a crazy year in their, in their NHL draft year that kind of put them on the map. Everyone was kind of established going into that. So, um, I don't, I wouldn't say I was, I was overly surprised. Um, you know, that, that team, we were, we were a wagon for a while. So, um, yeah, there some of those names you, you knew they were going to be household names eventually. So with with talent like that, do you the the off time was there ever guys who were like, no, oh, I gotta I gotta stay home, I gotta rest up, or were those guys always able to go out and have a nice time? No, we we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we had a lot of fun in, in St. John. There's um just like just a a couple of bars there and um couple of restaurants and they're all generally in the same area well the bars are anyways and then um, there were a couple other places we'd we'd go to movies all the time we'd 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 do a lot of stuff together and um i think that's obviously a big part of why why teams in general are good but our our team especially just we were were a close-knit group as as cheesy as that sounds um and uh yeah no 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 one was no one was holding back (laughs) we we um you know, when the coaches gave us the green light, we'd we'd go out, we'd have fun. Full steam ahead, eh? Yeah. But, you know, when, <laughs> Breaks don't you, exist. Yeah, but you know, when when we get to the rink, it's it's back to you know, back to work. Trying, trying, to, trying to mess these guys up. <laughs> like, uh, it's not a big place. Do you guys kind of have like celebrity status there a little bit? Um. Yes and yes. no. I guess. Yes. Like, I feel like I feel like when you say celebrity status, it's more with like the kids or the or the older people. It's like like the people, the kids our age, like the kids in high school. They they didn't care. Like obviously, like, yeah. there wasn't. Well, there the wasn't guys like, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. You get the guys it. didn't care. They actually probably hated you because they're like, "Fuck, I'm putting in all this work, and the girls just come easy to you." But no, it was um, no, no. Colleen will like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I do. I remember this one time, uh, my family was actually visiting me. Um, and we went to the mall in St. John and I was walking, I was going to get booster juice. Cause, um, we got, we got free booster juice, which was probably the best, the best perk. It was a game day staple, but, um, so yeah, I was going to get booster juice with, uh, my, my dad and my sister, I think at the time we're out and, uh, we were just walking through the mall. I didn't have like any of my sea dog stuff on. Um, I might've had a hat actually that might be a lie, but, um, and then I, I just hear this little kid beside me goes, mom, that's Alex Bishop. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's cool. But I'm really like, I'm not a big deal. <laughs> just another man trying to get his, his free booster juice. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of this attention. Yeah. No, what do you want me to I, sign kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, aside from that, like I, it definitely wasn't any type of celebrity status. It was just, there were perks here and there. And, um, like you were, you were known in the, in the city. Cause we did a bunch of um like community events and things like that but um yeah no it wasn't it wasn't like household names or anything like that it wasn't it wasn't any anything near that um so like that that first year you were there you you didn't play too much like you said you had an absolute stud in front of you in OJ but that second year you're playing a lot more the uh, the team didn't really finish as to the expectations you set in the beginning of the year is that fair to say yeah that's fair to say we I think that that year we we got bumped in the third second round, round yeah second round second round to uh, Schwinnigan yeah um how did your team handle that that defeat to them because I believe it was in five games four to one in the series yeah um was that the second round I thought that was the third round <laughs> third round did I get that one messed up here I'll check I thought it was Bathurst first round Cape Breton second round and then Schwinnigan third round just trying to dunk on you here. Yeah, no, either, either way, I think, um, it kind of wasn't, wasn't where we wanted to end up. Um, we were pretty, you mentioned all those guys were pretty, pretty, um, highly, highly, highly regarded there in the league. And, um, I think our series against Cape Breton, which I'm pretty sure was the second round, um, (laughs) they, uh, we took them to seven games or they took us to seven games. So it was, it was pretty, it was a long series and it was pretty tiring, but, um, son of a bitch. Is that right? (laughs) Fuck. Right? Third round. Third yeah. round. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. But Stay hot, still. Jack. Yeah. 
It was. All right, um, we can edit some of that out. We should keep the embarrassing <laughs> thing. Man. All right, you keep going. So yeah, third round up, upset. Would you consider that an upset? Um, I don't know if I consider an upset. They had some pretty incredible players. Like they had Sam Girard um, plays in Colorado, um, and then they had Bovillier as well. Who's I don't know if he's playing right now for uh, the Islanders, but he yeah, was in the for, IR. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had some pretty incredible players, and then that's that's one of the toughest toughest arenas to play in in the league they their fans are insane their mascot is an absolute nut job he but like seriously like in between like in in commercial breaks he'll swing on the glass like on the inside of the glass um yeah you should actually youtube him it's 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 a spectacle i didn't even mind backing up in again because i just got to watch that guy go nuts all game but um yeah, I guess we could say it was disappointing just because we had all those guys and um, we had such high hopes for that that year and we, we were pretty confident going in um, and we just had we had a tough series. Like we just never we never kind of got off on the right foot for the first game. Um, I think we won the first game or might have won the second game in overtime, something like that. But um, yeah, it was a that was it was a tough series. That was that was where I got my first playoff start too. We lost in overtime, which hurt. But um, no, it was it was a learning experience, and you know, as you, I'm sure, we'll get into. They won the next year without me there, so I think it was it was important for them. But um, yeah, as a player on that team, I, we were definitely disappointed. Okay, was the oh, go ahead. Quick, quick segue on the mascot thing. Have you, either of you guys heard that Jamie McClellan story about the mascot in his crease? no okay i think it was when he was uh with the islanders and so like he came out i think it was it might have been at the start of the first period and the mascot of whoever the away team was or whoever the home team was was like dicking around in his crease and he like just skates out waits for the mascot to leave or whatever and uh like leaves it for the whole game gets off the ice and i think it was garth snow just fucking reamed into him for letting this mascot like just dick around in his crease so he goes out the next game and absolutely just runs over the mascot like skates full full speed off the bench and like i don't know both of you guys are goalies like i like would would you guys do the same thing that probably wouldn't have been my first choice but but i mean if he's I don't know if he if he's if he's making a difference. Yeah, run him over. You gotta get you gotta secure the win. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta it. do. Um, no, I think this is a giant segue. We can we can share those stories. Um, my my fan interaction. One of the good ones I have was when I was 11, 12, We were playing against Barry, and for why why we'll know this, but Fishy will know. Barry's notorious for like just like people who are a little out there. It's uh, it's a different way up there up in Barry, but we were we were playing this game, huge rivalry, Richmond Hill Stars, Barry Colts. But we, this one fan, this not even fan, this dad of the opposing team had this Vuvuzela, the giant horn, and he would sit right behind me. And whenever I'd let in a goal, this guy would just fucking go. He'd give her right in my ear. I'm 12, 11. Like, and this this guy wanted me to lose so bad. We ended up winning the series. Um, but uh, a couple of times I'd make a nice save and I'd, I, I stared this dad down. I wouldn't even give a shit just because I know I was fucking kicking his ass. But that was uh, a pretty good time I had with a fan. Anything with you, Bishy? I'm surprised you didn't snap on him. As you, know, you have a better... That was the year before when uh, when Ventura had to go in net after I got yeah. sussied from the game. Bit of a hothead, but... Yeah, three-game suspension. I took yeah, a guy's teeth. I guess you couldn't slash him. <clears throat> you couldn't slash him from behind the glass. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't have too many interactions with fans. Um, the one that's kind of funny, just, um, so when in that series in Shawinigan, uh, my dad and sister actually drove to watch one of the games. Um, and I, I ended up get put, getting put in cause the other guy got pulled. Um, we were down, I don't know, I got put in at like four, two or something like that, or three, three, one. And, um, we clawed our way a little bit back. We ended up losing five, four, I think, but um yeah so like i said the the arena winning is tough to play just because they get on everyone so you know when i when i let in a goal they go like bishop you suck and so that was that was tough um 
it was kind of tough to get to, to just to hear and keep trying to stay focused. But after the game, um, my sister told me, she's like, yeah, I joined in on those chants. They were so much fun. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? Like, like thanks for the support. But, um, yeah, no, the, I guess I do have another one though from U sports. So in my, uh, first year, um, we went to RMC for, uh, for just for an exhibition game. So it was my, it was like my second start, I think. Um, so it's still, I still hadn't really like still dipping my toes in the water a little bit in U sports. Um, so yeah, it ended up being their homecoming game. Um, and if you know, RMC, like they're big fellows, like there, there's a lot of them. They were all they're men, man. Yeah. They're, they're animals. So it was, it was the rugby team was, and it's a small rank, like one-sided barn, just super loud. So it was one side, um, just had the whole rugby team with the buzz cuts because they go to RMC um, and just absolutely ripping me every single chance they got. Like, just like, just, it was, it was horrible. Like it, it was actually the worst hockey experience I think I've ever had. And like <laughs> we ended up losing in overtime and I don't think I've ever skated so fast off the ice in my life. Like these guys were following me from one end to the other. When we switched periods, it was, it was terrible. I, oh, I still have nightmares big giant army guys yeah. booing you and fucking getting to you and shit. Oh, the, play, the play wouldn't even be in our end and they'd be just staring at me screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> it was horrible the um okay so let's let's get back to the the following season after the third round exit against Schwinnigan. but you're uh it's it's where you learned to enjoy a suitcase a little bit it was uh one for the storybooks so you started off with the dogs, 11, six, and three, but for whatever reason, stupid GM, I stand by that decides that, nah, nah, we don't want you. We want some guy named Callum mistake and trades you to Quebec. What was it like for the first time uh, you got traded in your life? Uh, really tough actually. Cause um, like I said, I kind of, I built a little home in St. John, right? I, it's when I actually, I met my girlfriend two months before I got traded. Um, oh, oh yeah. man. So that was tough. That was real tough. But, um, and then just leaving, you know, the family I was in and the team, we, we were a family um, at that point. And um, I can't really say I was super surprised because like I'd turn on, I'd turn on the TV and the, um, like the East coast sports channel or whatever, they'd be like, Oh, the sea dogs need to upgrade their goaltending. So fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh tough, but, um, you know, obviously it, it all, all ended up with me being at U of T in the, in the long run. So, um, I can't really have too many regrets on it, but, um, yeah, I also can't really blame them for, for trading me. I wasn't having the best year. Um, even though my numbers were okay, we were a lot better team than, you know, 11, six and three with me in the net. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it did definitely hurt, but that's kind of when you realize that hockey, even, even major junior, it's a business, right. You're trying to win and which evidently they did, but, um, <laughs> not, not everything though. Not everything. They got you would have beaten who they, uh, lose to Erie or something. Uh, yeah, they lost. Yeah. They lost in the mem cup in the semis. Yeah. yeah but, I watched that game. I I was watching those goals go in and like, oh, you would yeah. stop that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, St. John's GM can't win them all. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean the guy they traded me for, I ended up getting drafted or was already drafted and he's playing in the A, but boy, we don't have to talk about that. part. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, it was tough, but, um, it was the first, first of many teams I'd be on in the year. So, um, so, Oh, I go ahead. Keep finishing no, I, your thought. No, that was it. I just, it was a, it's a learning experience. We'll leave it at that. I I couldn't find the exact date of this trade, but um, one article, it kind of suggested that did this trade happen over Christmas break? Yeah. Well, the, the trade period doesn't open until um, I want to say like December 17th or something like that. Um, and we play our last game on the third, I think something like, or maybe it was late. I don't know. Anyways, it was so long ago, but um, so I knew I was getting traded like a good, probably week before it came out. So I was already, I was already at home by the time it kind of came out and became public knowledge. So I, it was, it was nice. I got an extra week with my family. Um, for Silver Christmas. lining. Yeah. Cause for, I think, you know, majority of major junior teams, you get like, like one year we got six days off at Christmas. Like I had to 
fly home. I was home for five days and I had to fly back. Um, so yeah, it was nice getting an extra week, but yeah, I knew, I knew about the trade, um, a little bit longer than, um, than I guess the, the, the little news cycle did there, but yeah, it was definitely close to Christmas break and it made it a, an interesting, interesting time at home. So, so you go to the ramparts, uh, you've told me this story, but what was, explain how weird it was once you got there. It was weird. It was super weird. Um, actually, again, I got put with a, I was only there for what happened to be 11 days, but, um, I got, <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah. Here's your ramparts under armor and we don't want you. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I got more, I got more under armor and, and shorts and jackets and hats from the ramparts than I did from the sea dogs in three years. So, um, that was a good part about being there, but yeah, no, I, it was kind of the same thing. I got put with a really good family. Um, and it, it would have been nice too, because uh, the mom didn't speak a lot of English, um, which was, I, I wanted to kind of learn French a little bit, kind of be a little more bilingual than I, than I had been taking grade nine French. Um, but no, that was, it was awesome. Um, those 11 days other than not playing, which sucked, but um, they, it was their first or I think it was their first year in that Videotron Center, that enormous rink they built in Quebec City that they were expecting to get an NHL team for. Um, so it held like 17,000 fans. Um, not that they ever sold out, but um, there was um, actually, yeah, kind of kind of related. But uh, when I was still at the Sea Dogs, we played in that rink um, and they had a promotion on. It was like buy like $40 worth of groceries, get two free tickets. So we played um, in, in Quebec. We played, um, I think it was the like third, third highest, like third highest fans, um, fan population in like Q history. It was, it was close to like 14 or 15,000, something like that, um, which was pretty cool. But anyways, yeah, Quebec was, um, it was, it was sweet. Like the, the facilities were unbelievable. Um, the guy, they, they had a good little group of English guys there. Um, which I kind of hung out with for, for my short for the 20 minutes, <laughs> for, for a cup of coffee, but, um, yeah, no, I get, again, it's hard to have regrets when I, where I've, I've ended up where I am now. Um, not that I really think I could have done anything differently since I didn't even get a start while I was there, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was an experience. So. So before I want you to like, I want you to kind of summarize your experience with the three teams. But before we we got to introduce the third one, Valdor, um, what would you say that is the most French speaking team that you played on? Like they were in the deep hearts of Quebec or. Um, that's the most French speaking place in the world. I think. Like, Beautiful. Yeah. More than, more than France itself. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I honestly, I loved it. It was amazing. It was, it was kind of like St. John, but colder and French. Um, it was a small town. And, uh, when I, we were not good, uh, <laughs> we, ended up, <laughs> we ended up, uh, upsetting Schwinnigan, which is kind of a nice little roundabout, um, way to do it. But it was the fourth high, fourth, fourth biggest upset, I think in, in league history at that time, we ended up uh, beating them as a three seed as the 14. Um, so that was nice, but not that I played any games there because I stepped in behind um, what I consider to be the best goalie I ever played with in Etienne Malpetit. He plays at uh, University of Moncton now, but um, anyways, yeah, it was, um, I loved Valdor. There was an even, even bigger group of, uh, even bigger group of English guys that I hung out with. And um, I, they, they kind of paired me with um, another English guy from Wisconsin, uh, my roommate and, it, it was unbelievable. Like we, we kind of made our little, we made our billet house, like our own kind of, we, um, we'd come up for dinner and we'd, we'd teach our billets English. They'd teach us French. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. We, we made it like a, made a makeshift ping pong table out of a, out of a door they weren't using. And, uh, you know, those ping pong nets that you can stretch out and like, clamp. yeah, I got, I got one at home. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, we had one of those, we put it on the door and we, we like, we'd like balance the door over, a chair or something like that and we'd, we'd play ping pong we had to make up rules so if you hit any of like the the kind of crevices in the door then it, it it depending on where it bounced you'd have to replay the point things like that but um no it, it was awesome until 
until I ended up playing um, in PEI in my 20 year and at U of T now, that was by far the most fun I've had playing hockey. And I think it was just because of, because of the guys I was around and um, my roommate more specifically. Would you, so you could, it's fair to say that the the pressure playing in Valdor would have been far different than what you were experiencing in St. John's. Yeah. Weird, weird, different though. Like same, but different, if that makes sense. Same, so, but different. Yeah. All right. So, James like Franco. There was, <laughs> 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 so there was um, in St. John, it's obviously like they get more fans. They, um, you know, they, they're kind of um, like St. John, you had pressure because you were supposed to be good. And we just had pressure because that's kind of all Valdor has. Um, <laughs> they, like, <laughs> it's a smaller rink, a lot smaller rink, but um, you know, as long as you don't play a weekday game, which we didn't play too many of those. Um, it got loud, like very loud. So it was, it was a cool experience to be there because, um, it was my first time playing in a true, like small town, like small town. Um, not me for small though. Not, not, <laughs> is, is it even a town? Does that count as a town? <laughs> Ask our roommate. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, there was still pressure, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't pressure to win in in a way. It was more pressure to just like perform, like do your best, I guess. Like <laughs> that's all the, that's all I can ask for, I guess. Just yeah, give them yeah. an entertaining show, no less. That's all that's all I asked for, yeah. So let's uh so you played for those three those three franchises. You don't have to put them in like your favorite list, but which time yeah, fuck that. Yeah, which one was your favorite to play for? Uh probably Valdor. Valdor. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun in my last year in St. John. Um and I think it was because like I was I was the starter. Well, it was it was like 60-40, but I was playing a lot of games compared to the other years and we were winning, which helped. And um we had like our little group of our little group of guys um that you know we went to the movies like three times a week and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, enjoying it was like a St. John's was a good time. Yeah, St. John's was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, for definitely my last year there, it was my my most enjoyable. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick one, if I had to rank them, it would be Valdor, St. John, Quebec. Quebec, yeah. <laughs> I Bonjour. I don't know if you can count Quebec because, like I said, it was less than two weeks. But um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that would be the order. So, so you finish up. You finished up playing junior. You uh, made the mistake of a coach I told you not to go to, and you went anyways. But let's, you ultimately ended up in the, your new home, UFT. So the, the second year, the COVID year, you were, to, to say you were an animal wouldn't be an exaggeration. You were 19 and five. You had a 241 GAA, a 922 save percentage. So besides the, the structure of the league, uh, the Q and U sports is very different. Obviously, U sports far more defensive. But what was what can you contribute this almost immediate success to when while jumping into UFT? Um, confidence for the most part, I think. Um, you know, it's tough. I think you know a big part of it too is just having a having a concrete home for four years. I knew that I wasn't going That's anywhere. Welcome, Matt. You were good to go. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I wasn't going to be there for, for 11 days and then end up at, you know, McGill or somewhere else, you know, like there, you can't, unless you want to leave, you're, you're not going anywhere and unless you, you play real bad. But um, yeah, I think just, just the fact that I knew I had a home um, and of course I was close to home as well. You know, I was 40 minutes from my parents, which was a nice change um, since I'd been living away from home for four years. Um but yeah, I think aside from confidence and and just um, kind of a concrete a concrete uh, home, I think the biggest part was just we were um, we were a team that was growing together at the same time at the right time. And you know, our first year we had a tough start. We lost. Um, I think we were we were like three and eleven or something at one point. We lost like nine games in a row. Um, which, you know, it sounds, it sounds tough and obviously it wasn't easy, but um, even, even losing nine games in a row, I was still 
Like I, I was having fun every day going to the rink. It wasn't like I was dreading going to the rink, which is a huge part of it. Um, you know, feel good, feel good, play good. So, um, yeah, I think the, just the guys I'm with and, um, you know, my, my roommates and uh, the other guys on the team, it just, it makes a huge difference when everyone's kind of, they're in the same boat, you know, everyone's going to school and everyone's, you know, even though not everyone's trying to play hockey after they're still, they're still committed to the team. They're, they're committed to trying to, to trying to win something here for the school. Um, and I think, I, I think that's a big part of, you know, a, go- a goalie success is, is only as, only as good as the team. Right. So um yeah the, our second year we we got hot as you mentioned we we won 14 in a row at one point which is you know used for just 28 games so that's half the season <laughs> um like the blackhawks when they were like destroying everyone yeah when that won, one year when they won like 18 to start the year yeah but uh yeah no the biggest the biggest thing is just we're, we're all we're all in the same boat and it, it's nice knowing that you know there's people even you know you, you think you're going through something and you know, if you need help, you know, someone else is going through it as well. And it's, it's just nice, nice having the, those guys around you that kind of your, your support. Um, and it's just, it, they're, they're always there if that makes sense. The, um, so before we, we kind of jump into your, your time, you've actually practiced with uh, two NHL teams, but one thing I, I do want to ask you that I talked, I bring this up to a lot of our goalies who come on, but the, the goalie partner, like the partnership you have, I know that you're close with uh, Freddie, right. With, um, with UFT, but would you, would you say the comfortability with him helped you with this success in playing for UFT? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a tricky relationship as you know. Um, oh, it's, it's honestly like what it, there's truly nothing else like it. Maybe like formula one with racing, but there's no other sport where it's like you want your team to win, but you want that guy to give up seven goals. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unique. It's weird. And the it's weird too. The relationship changes based on, you know, who's playing more. And, you know, if you're, if you're playing more, you want the other guy to go in and play great. Cause you know, it's not gonna, <laughs> you know, uh, you got your spot secure. Exactly. It's not gonna make yeah. a huge difference. And, you know, if you're, you never like, I don't know, we're, we're different people, Jack. I never wish for, wish. No, for I, 100% I, I did a couple times, a hundred percent. I wanted that guy to fucking let him 12 goals, but we still win. Yeah. I'm not the least bit surprised at that, but, um, (laughs) um, yeah, it's a tricky relationship and I've been lucky. I've honestly, I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever had a goalie partner, um, that I didn't get along with and I didn't like, and, um, you know, there's, there's guys I obviously wasn't as close with, but a lot of that is due to the fact that they were French. Um, and there's 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 a language barrier, barrier, but no, I still, I still, you know, I got along with them and we were still, we are still buddies outside of the rink. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good having a good relationship with, with your goalie partners. Like, so you, yeah, you mentioned I'm, I'm good buddies with Freddie. Um, and then the other goalie is actually my roommate now. He, he's a first year. He moved in this year. So, um, it's, it's a good relationship. The goalie that, uh, was there, the other goalie that was there last year, I have a good relationship with him as well. I still, He's in law school now, so I hit him up for a couple of questions here and there. Little but tips, little tips. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I've always gotten along with my goalie partners, and I think that's a big a big reason why um, it's nice it's nice knowing that you know even if you know people are trying to they're gunning for your job or whatever, I'm gunning for their job. It, it's never it's never personal, and you know once we walk away from the rink, it's always oh like you want to hang out later, you want to you know go see a movie, go go grab a drink or whatever. So. Um, it's, it's definitely an important, it's a hard relationship to maintain sometimes, but it's, it's crucial. I'd say. Yeah. One, one thing I, I wanted to touch on, you just said was walking away after the, after the rink, right? Some guys can't do that. Some guys, they just, they keep it. They're like 24 seven with it. And you, you can't become friends like that. It's, it's difficult to begin with. And then you add that tier to it and then you know, fuck good luck. That's, that's not happening. But yeah. the, um, so you've practiced with the Leafs and the Habs, which I didn't know until like two years after your dad told me. Stupid. <laughs> you should tell me that. It's amazing. But we, we're running out of time. So you, you got to pick one of the stories. Which one do you think would be better to tell? And then you got to tell it. Yeah, well, I hate to dunk on you again, but I actually didn't uh, end up practicing with the Leafs. So I'll I thought you that. did. I thought you were. 
Yeah, I went there, but uh, Freddie Anderson got pulled the night before, so they didn't need another what a surprise. Board. So they just kind of took me around the rink like a Make-A-Wish kid and showed me all the facilities. <laughs> with me and the Coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell the Habs one. Um, so, yeah, I practiced with the Habs, which it hurts a little bit being a Leafs fan, but what can Super you do? Super Leafs fan. This kid grew up with, like, a giant Leafs, like, blanket and, like, yeah. teddy bears. And, yeah, oh. not, not going to turn that opportunity down, though. So when I was when I was playing in St. John, um, we were – we're playing in Blainville, uh, which is Montreal. Like it's it's basically Montreal. So um, we were on a road trip, and we actually had a day off in between our games. And uh, Carey Price was sick. Um, this was before COVID, obviously, so it wasn't that. But, um, yeah, and our coach knew uh, one of their assistants or something like that. So we, I came down for breakfast from the hotel, and he goes, do you want to practice with the Habs today? I'm like, I mean, yeah, but. Like, why are you asking me this? He's like, Oh, price is sick. Do you want to practice with them? I was like, Oh uh, yeah. So like everyone, everyone filed on the bus. Cause we were practicing at the same rink as them just on the pad over. Um, so I went there and I, I got dressed in the room and all these guys, they came and introduced, introduced themselves. Shea Weber is the biggest hands I think I've ever seen. Um, um, so yeah, and I was just, I practiced with them and it, it was a cool experience. There was media all around the rink. Um, just like filming their practice as you see on like TSN and stuff. Um, and the other goalie at the time was Al Montoya. Um, he was an awesome guy, but he did not like care at practice at all. It was, it was hilarious to watch, but um, no, it was really cool. Like in, in between when the coach was explaining drills, I guess Radulov just didn't really feel like listening and he'd come down and take breakaways on me and stuff. And, and at the end, um, at the end they were doing power play and, and Montoya didn't want to take those shots. So I went in and, um Shea Weber took a one time where I closed my eyes and hit me in the pad. Um Oh, then, you made it. That's sick. Yeah. And then Pat Pacioretty took one at me, hit me right in the right in the dome, popped my mask off. No apology. So um but yeah, no, okay. it, was, it was obviously cool. Damn Americans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um yeah, it's a it's a cool thing to to tell people. It, it's kind of, you know, it's um it's something I didn't imagine myself doing at the time because you know I, I thought okay I'm, I'm here for a road trip and we were going to actually watch the Habs practice but I ended up I ended up, <laughs> I ended up skating and then, and then yeah was, you're on the ice yeah I was kind of I was disappointed in a way because I wanted to see Price but you know I guess I guess I guess this works too man that's that's awesome that's uh, did you ever have like I mean your little oh shit moment like this is the NHL like these guys are quite a bit better than what I've experienced yeah well the first drill there was no like for a lot of the drills, they set they set like a like a spot where you're supposed to shoot from. So like step yeah. over the blue line, try to pick a spot. The first drill, there was no rules, so I think I let in the first like eleven shots. Um, <laughs> they're they're just come. It was like a it was like a uh, like a weave drill, and they'd come in and they they'd end up passing like at the hash marks, and then just bury one. Um, so that that was a tough start. And then they started shooting from further out, and I went on a went on a bit of a run, so it, it calmed me down a little bit. But yeah, that was definitely my oh shit moment. I, I remember a couple of times just, you know, being in the rink, guys need goalies. So I had uh, some, some NHL guys would shoot on me. And then there's, you know, there's a, there's a time where you think you're set and you're ready, but you're not set and you're all ready for NHL shooters. They, all they need is an inch and that puck's going in every time. Yeah, they, so make, it's, they make you move. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. They're just like, they're incredible. It makes like they're the best in the world at what they do, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's awesome. I want to jump into uh, the personal question segment. I deliberately didn't send this to you because I didn't want you to prepare for this. So whatever comes to mind first, just say it. You don't you don't need a super long backstory either. All-time favorite arena play in, can't say UFT. Uh probably it's gotta be Quebec, even though I only only came in as a backup there, but um that rank is crazy. On your your next mask what would you feature on it? What would the kind of the highlight be? Um, it's a good question. I, I have a one designed out on my, on my iPad there. It's like on the chin, it's like the Toronto skyline. And then my number one is like the CN tower. So oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what would you deem as the best game you've ever played in your life? Oh God. Um, maybe that one at the showcase in Hamilton. Really? When you were yeah. 17, that was the best game you've ever played in your life. That was definitely up there. Um, I don't know. The past couple of years, I've I've had some good ones too. 
There's one in Brock. That one in Brock, I was pretty. That's uh, what I was gonna say. That yeah. was the game I was gonna bring up. Yeah, two. Uh, that was what two one in overtime, like forty something shots or something like it that. It was insane. Yeah, Barnsley. I I so I was you know working for the team, whatever, and I Stop I came us. down. <laughs> Stat bitch, exactly. So there's I was going to the goalie coach, the Brock team, and I'm like. A ruthless, what can I say? I'm like, this is my best friend. You gotta get him moving, right? He's get, if you can't shoot on him straight away, he's gonna make the save 10 out of 10 times. You gotta get him moving. And he looks to me, he's like, Jack, you don't think I fucking know this? <laughs> they they couldn't solve you that game. It was absolutely Bishy put on a show. I remember yeah. t- telling Colleen, I'm like, he was incredible. So like bad <laughs> for you, but it was, yeah, honestly, like I I knew you were good, but when I was watching that game, I'm like, fuck, that was, I, I think that was mid-heater when you're on that run where you just, pucks were coming so easy to you. Oh, yeah, I was so excited to talk to you after that game. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, that was an unreal, unreal game. Yeah, um, what is the very last song you listened to before you head on the ice? Oh, God. Um, we have, uh, our, our team DJ plays Big Booty Mix right before the game. Oh, so. good stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. our old roommate loved that. She would yeah. jam out to that all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Best show of all time, Entourage or How I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother, hands down. Oh. Oh, give me a real question. Give me a oh. real question. Oh, oh, wow. See, I'm so stuck. Wyatt loves Entourage, as everyone does. But yeah. I'll, um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen Entourage. So. Really? Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Incredible show. Um, so if you can have a, a, like a legends dinner, so it's you and two other guests, doesn't matter. They could be dead, alive. doesn't have to be sports. Who are those two people? Jeez, that's Off a question. question. Um, I'd probably pick one sports. And as long as there's no real language barrier, I'd probably go Dominic Hasek because I think he's probably the greatest goalie of all time. Hearing him talk to he just was a character from what I've yeah. read and heard. So, yeah. Also, yeah. thank you for saying that. I am a big Dominic Hasek over Martin Brodeur guy. So that's not even a debate for me. Like he's yeah, yeah, he flopped around, but the guy's like six Vesnas. Like he can <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what more do you need from a goalie? Yeah. Who's the other one? Um I'm thinking non-sports, but I'd probably would go Tiger. <laughs> Tiger? Like, yeah, yeah. He's I think that guy would have some stories to tell. So that that'd probably be my two. If there was a movie about you, who would play you? I think you've asked me this before, and I, I think I'd probably say like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I could see it. He's kind of like a he's kind of like laid back, I guess. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, if there if there was a guest in mind for our podcast, who who would it be? Who would you uh, plug but, us with? Yeah. No, I put a lot of thought in this one. I'd say. Um, uh, probably david thompson you, yeah you know, a little bit yeah that guy's journey has been something else and he um you know he won the too many awards to count this year yeah. so um, hell of an intro yeah 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 that would that would be that, that would probably be the whole episode would be his intro <laughs> but um yeah he, he'd, he'd be a good guest well thank you bishy unless wyatt's got uh any questions you want to ask him i got nothing else no nothing else well well, this uh, was long overdue. Thank you for coming on, being guest 34, and what's been a journey on another great episode of Matter of Opinion. Yeah, anytime, fellas. Thanks for having me.